Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The score! Buenos tacos, amigos. Let's dance. Let's party. Let's boogie. It's Friday, Friday. Where were you on it, huh? How about it? Pretty good. Thanks to uh, everybody involved with the show today, the production staff of Diaz, Tudzinski, Fryer, O'Donnell, Lapka, the guests, Carmen Vitale, Kevin Fishbane, the great Lee Bay, and Darnell Mayberry all joined us today. And now it is time for Parkins and Spiegel. And I have to tell you guys. What are you laughing at? Wani. I'm guessing Wani. Wani. He was just like on one. He was on one. Totally on one. And we played the initial (laughs) stuff that he said about Cliff Kingsbury. And then I loved how you doubled back. And you're like, you know, Dave. (laughs) Actually. Yeah, if I may. He'll never run the ball. So you just hit him over the head with all those stats. Uh And and he's like, well, fine, Spiegel. I, you convinced me. I guess y'all, you should hire him then. <laughs> he just, he wanted no part of like a tussle or just a conversation. Even. No, he was in his happy place. He really was. My, my feeling on it, I was in, in walking through it with Dan when we were talking about Cliff Kingsbury is that, that there is an offended part of Dave's like personality when he thinks about guys that come from that offense, that, that, if you're an air raid guy, his thing is like that's some BS offense that's never ever gonna work. That's part of it. Part of it. I also think that the he's looking at it from Eberflus's point of view and being like, don't let that guy into the building because you're gonna lose your job. Yeah. But but I I feel that'd be worst mistake Flus could make. Right. But but I I do feel like that the Dave like and I'm sure I'll talk with him about it the next time he's in the studio over at NBC Sports Chicago. Air raid guys have evolved. Well, that's the thing. It's so funny. I was rereading this chapter because we're talking to Caleb Williams' high school coach later on today, which we're really looking forward to. Um, But I was rereading the chapter from Teddy Greenstein's book, Quarterback Dads, about Caleb's father. And while I'm reading it today, pre-show a little bit, like it's it's Carl Williams, right? Yeah, yeah, Carl Williams. Not the the truth. Long dead Carl Truth Williams. No, no, thank you. Uh, But Carl Williams... 
says there's no way that he'd go play for somebody like Mike Leach in that pass-happy air raid offense. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's Cliff Kingsbury. He's definitely an air raid Mike Leach uh, disciple. 100%. But the modern-day air raid admits that the run game exists. It's very important. And we were talking about how Todd Todd Monken is another one of his disciples. Yes. And his team runs the ball 30 times a game. And And Caleb signed up to play for Lincoln Riley. Who's also an air raid disciple and then he followed lincoln riley and then had kingsbury attached to him after the fact i think think we've gotten to a place where like air raid signifies the volume of targets that are going out when you pass and the patterns themselves there's another aspect to it that that is causes allergic reactions from coaches and i don't know if this has been ameliorated yet there was the famous quote from loved ameliorated by the way. <laughs> from Bry- when Bryce Petty came out of Baylor and there, there was a story. You remember the story I'm talking about? And one of the teams had him on the board mm-hmm. and they said, OK, we would like you once you identify a front to tell me what the proper protection call is going to be against against this front. And Petty reportedly anecdotally looked back at the coach and said what's a front oh man <laughs> because you don't you simply don't have to do that can i tell wasn't you that trubisky trubisky didn't know hard the gruden qb camp yeah did not did not know hard i knew it wasn't front it was something else but, yeah, but it is it is the 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 lack of necessity of doing one of the most important things in the pros is that identification. Of course. Can I tell you the yeah. musical joke, Carlary, to that? Great. I love this. So the changes, like when you say talk about the changes to a song, you're like, what are the changes? That means like what are the chord changes? It starts in G and it goes to F and C sharp, whatever. But the the I don't know whether it's apocryphal, but supposedly early on in the Stones run, somebody asked Keith Richards, hey, Keith, what are the changes to this? And he went, changes? I just wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good, though. I, I know it's so good. <laughs> it's similar. Like, what's a front? Yeah, like, right. but That's Bra- the Favre story. Bra- Bra- Bryce Petty didn't nickel need defense. to know. Yeah, nickel defense. Right. Yeah. yeah, Favre didn't need to know what a freaking nickel was to do it. Bryce Petty didn't need to know what a front was to dominate college football. And a lot of Keith Richards doesn't need to know how you think, but, Jasbo. But that wasn't as much a talent thing as it was our offense doesn't it doesn't need to know it right. doesn't matter we're attacking grass right uh, every blade of it in fact what's the uh what's the call how do you know when you're gonna audible when my coach holds up a giant picture of somebody's face <laughs> peppy the frog <laughs> you know the, the thing with kingsbury like uh, he struggled at game management stuff though as a head coach he did like the gambling community hated kingsbury because it was like hey this is a goal for two spot. This is a go for it spot. This is a timeout on the front end of the two minute oh warning God. spot because he's a great play designer and play caller. And the knock was that he got lost in his play sheet as the head coach. But nobody disputes that the guy can be an offensive coordinator because the whole thing is play designing and play calling. So I know that we and I will talk about him as a potential head coach. And I heard you guys with Fishbane uh, and he was saying like, I know that it's kind of popular to hire an offensive coordinator who could be a successor to Eberflus if he's fired, and he said he had it, didn't have examples of it. I've got two. Uh, we've mentioned them. There aren't a lot. But Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter for Lovey. But that and, was more. And, yeah, and, well, they always are. Which this one might be too. And uh, one that lasted a decade, 
Jason Garrett replacing Wade Phillips. He was on the staff. Uh, now, he was a former Cowboy. Who was always was, thought of as a potential head coach. Always. Absolutely. He was playing. And, and was a Jerry favorite. So, like, there were there are particulars for all of them, but it is it is not without precedent <laughs> that you could fire a head coach and promote an offensive coordinator to head coach in the name of continuity. Who were we talking to yesterday who said, I understand your thought process, and uh, Peter King. Like, yeah. liked your 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 thought process on that, and it said it would never happen. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's why isn't that isn't that Narpian exactly? But I'm just I mean, because it's a good thought process. I totally get it. If two have happened before, I feel like it. Ha- there is sure, and, and this is a kind of unique situation. Well, sure, it's a, uni- it's a unique situation because the Bears have already bollocks the most important part well, of it. Well, that's the thing. You're trying to protect yourself from recent constant history. I get it. By the way, on Cliff Kingsbury, this tweet last night from, I, I don't know who this person is, Ross Reed. I guess he's Second City Gridiron, Chicago, but because he was responding to Colin Cowherd's thing that if it's a bidding war, the Bears are going to outbid everybody for Cliff Kingsbury. And his tweet was, the only people getting into a bidding war for Cliff Kingsbury are single moms at a bar Louie. Which is pretty good. <laughs> it's, In great, it's a great tweet. It's a great, it's a great, great tweet. tweet. Well, I, there also were some. I think the one in Hyde Park, if he wants to go there. there that, was one's some, the, that one's done. Oh, it's, it's gone. It's, it's turned into a crab legs place now. Really? The no, Bar Louie on 55th just, Man used to be. That, that was a hang. That used to be the spot. I know. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But there were some USC fans who were putting some supercut videos out of what they believe was poor play design. That they thought Caleb Williams was too required to use every bit of his skill too often because guys were not being schemed open. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a very polarizing person. And I also think, at least through our unscientific experiment, <laughs> yes. that Every fan base hates their offensive coordinator. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. incredible. Like Seahawks fans are like, Shane Waldron? Wait to get rid of Shane Waldron, even though there's like independent stuff that's like, no, he's a top 10 play caller in the NFL the last couple of years, and he overachieved with Geno Smith. I would say, except for Detroit. Yeah. Right. Detroit's like, please don't take our offensive coordinator away. How would you feel if you're a Lions fan this week? And you're getting ready for a divisional playoff game at home where you're nearly a touchdown favorite. Mm -hmm. And your defensive coordinator has taken four head coaching interviews. (laughs) And your offensive coordinator has taken five. This week, 
I still like what he said, though. <laughs> Nothing's more important than the game plan. That's what he says. But in terms of but, I mean, time just, and just, attention to detail, it's hard to, it's straight, hard to, straight number of hours. There's only so many hours in a day. These interviews are six-hour commitments. I thought they – didn't they change some rules to the try in, and alleviate you, this kind of thing? The in-person stuff can't happen until after – the the week the week after the NFC title game, I think that's what the rule. So is that's now. what the in person stuff, but but the Zoom and the taking up all your time and yes, distracting you. Have more you questions. And such. Columbo has more questions. I would, for you. I'd, just one more thing. I'd file that under good problems to have. I, yes, because it means that your team is good and in the playoffs and you have desirable coaches. Yeah. But I'd be pissed. What was Peter's example yesterday was between two road games for the Cowboys, one in Florida followed by one in California last year. Dan Quinn had a five-hour interview on a Friday. <laughs> on the Friday between two road playoff games, your defensive coordinators in a five-hour interview. And you're, we're not expected to think that is distracting or detrimental? Of course it is. It's. I mean, it... it it, it can't has help. to be. It can't help. Right. It, can, it, can't it can't help. It can't help. Do they really need to do 18-hour workdays in the facility? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But if they do that for a week six game against Jacksonville, I'd like them to do that for a divisional round playoff game against mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. And do they really – do you really need six hours? It was sort of like what we learned about the Theo Epstein interviews where these guys were emerging bedraggled. Mm-hmm. And you ever Pete McCannon came out of there like, oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I forgot everything about baseball. It's like <sighs> – and they want to test your mental endurance. And all this. It, it, it's like, the like Will Ferrell scene from old school where he just starts – talking about stuff. It's like, oh, I blacked out. Right. I mean, you're, you're not a Navy SEAL. No, you're not. You know, you're just, it's just coaching. How about Wani's story about them interviewing somebody he didn't even want to tell us who it was for an assistant coach's job because he knows how disrespectful it was. That dude was in there for an interview for an NFL coaching job, and Dave and others had four Bloody Marys delivered at like 9 a.m. Because it was in a hotel room suite <laughs> after they had been out boozing the night before. Hang and so they sec. woke up hungover, saw the guy out, told him to show up at the room at 9 a.m. the next oh. morning, knock, knock, knock knock on the door <laughs> who the hell's here it's nine in the morning oh yeah it's whoever to interview oh, to be we our, offered an interview to, to be our sec. wide receiver coach hair of the dog let's go get some <laughs> let's get some bloody marys delivered to the room to do this interview uh, thanks Seems for respect like a more fun time to do <laughs> yeah, it yes. but imagine being that prospective coach and like, you walk in and you're like oh this is not thanks for I respecting my time at all well i mean some of those some of those real jimmy stories yeah. Like, like 11 o'clock on a Friday, 11 o'clock a.m. on a Friday, on a game week, chilled vodka shots <laughs> in the office. Why not? I mean, so I don't know that it's what it says. Like, hey, the stuff that John Fox told me about. It's like about Don Draper. Chuck Knoll. Like, John Fox said on Chuck Knoll's staff that they did shots before every game. <laughs> Got to stay loose. Loosen you up. Yeah, got to stay loose. They do it in darts competitions. Don't yeah. coach scared. It helps your <laughs> but, focus. But like, if wouldn't that be a scandal now? It's like the like, oh yeah, Dan, it would. We're gambling. <laughs> we're gamblers would be going to like Fanduel and say, "Hey, void that bet because the like, coach was drunk or something." Yeah, right. Yeah, <gasps> or it'd be another variable to factor in, like home field advantage, <laughs> right. in, injury, right. and like uh, tolerance. Like, oh, that guy can take rip, rip three shots and still make sound decisions. <laughs> it's like, right, remember how drunk he's going to be by the <laughs> yeah, third yeah, quarter. Yeah, exactly. It would totally explain the, some of the choices that were made by Nick Sirianni this past week. Man, that team. 
Does he still have his job? He does for now. He does have his job. For now, but we shall see. Speaks, I just saw this cross. $95 million for Josh Hader? Yeah, Astros. Astros went 95 mil. That's a, that's a lot, lot, right? Like, Man. I'm not crazy in thinking that that's too much money. Is that's, that second Is that second most ever? For, five, for, for five years, 95 million. I'm shocked he got that. that. Unless I saw it wrong. No, 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 you didn't. It just crossed. I don't, I don't see how that's not one you regret. Immediately. So Edwin Diaz, yeah, right, was five, was five one oh two. So yeah, that's the second biggest relief pitcher contract. And Diaz ever. got hurt. Diaz is it? Diaz. Diaz. Uh, Diaz got hurt and in a, in, a, in a celebration, right? Yeah, the WBC. Yeah. So, but man, I, 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 haters' effectiveness had waned a little bit to begin with. Let alone, I mean, my God, I, going I am that long. I shocked by the length incredible. and the amount of money. It's like they all know they shouldn't do it, but every once in a while they can't freaking stop themselves. Yeah, how many times is a, a multi-year deal for a veteran reliever who's had some ups and downs, how many times is that a good move? Yeah, so He's awesome, a, though, man. Hater? Until he's not. Until, no, no, I know. I know. But, I mean... I mean, they're trying to win this year's World Series. He's awesome, and like all all these those awful Sox contracts. Yeah, you know, and the thing about haters like the shape um, of of the slider to go along with that fastball and the release point means that even if the stuff wanes, there still be some effectiveness. But when the stuff wanes, I don't know if he's closer material anymore. Like, is he a closer in year four and year five of that deal? Probably not, unless unless he evolves. I mean, there's the possibility. That he evolves. I guess. That he becomes a little bit more pitcher than thrower. And the distinction between high leverage early and closer is smaller than it's ever been. When I say it these days, I mean highest leverage at the discretion of the manager. I mean, that's what I'm thinking anyway. You know, because certainly uh, but that's how it ought to be. I think you have to define that writ large. I, I suppose I, I, so. I think people still hear closer and think ninth inning guy. Yeah, I'm wondering if the Cubs are going to go multi years with any with any reliever at all. You know, I, I think they would have done it with Hater for two years or three years or something like that. That makes more sense to me. Well, you get laughed out of the room clearly if you were only willing to do two or three years if he had this on the table. Yeah, well, well, but the, I don't know if any other team was going to do this. That was the rumor. That's why I kept hinting at it over the weekend. Jeez, that is. During the during the convention, I mean, he he had he picked a good year to go into free agency. Thirty three saves, fifty six and a third innings pitched, thirty two hits allowed, eighty five strikeouts against thirty walks, Yikes. an ER, ERA plus of three hundred and twenty one, three twenty one ERA plus. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It, it, completely absurd. Five hits per nine, thirteen and a half strikeouts per nine. You know, I mean that that is an absolutely preposterous season. You know, a texture points out <laughs> a texture points out something very basic about Scott Boris and negotiations, which is like at the root of why the Cubs and Boris have this kind of war that they've been waging for a long time and why Jerry hated him, Jerry Reisdorf hated him too. Boris eventually gets to the owners. And the owners are the ones who can get emotional and can say, well, look, if, we, if this is what we got to do, this is what we got to do. And I'll be very curious if ownership, you know, was allowed to get involved on some of these deals. And Jed and Theo before him refused to let Tom get involved. And Tom is thrilled about that. So Because they Bor- knew, because Boris knows that's the weak link. That's the weak link. It always was. Look at all those deals in Washington. You know why? They, like Strasburg and all and Jason Worth and all those absurd Boris deals there. It's because the learners were like, well, if that's what we got to do, we like Scott. He knows what he's doing. You know what someone told me many years ago, and I, I don't think it applies to everybody, 
But when you're dealing with the ownership class, there are owners still, not everybody is necessarily, sometimes they're also in some ways miserly, but in a way that might sound counterintuitive, owners love being the guys like look at the contracts i can sign guys too <laughs> they love the status symbol of having things that are having expensive toys they just do they love their whether it's yachts and helicopters and gulf streams that's like, why they like, have like them. that that the reason why these the are owner these are all vanity be, they can be the weak link is because yeah. they're expensive toys yeah these are all vanity projects i mean pretty much some of them act like it more uh, more than others, but these are these are all that kind of thing. And we want that. We want guys to yes. run the teams like that. My friend yes. Rich Hobbyist. We'll see when <laughs> Richard Hobbyist Esquire comes in to rescue the White Sox from Ryan's Dorfian terror. Yeah, because I mean, I, I I get the initial in the reaction middle, being that that contract is too high, but the baseball side of it is great. He's great, and oh my god, the Astros. I mean, they've been pretty good. For the last, what, six years? Yeah, the, and now you had arguably the best relief pitcher in baseball? And competing is good. And compete, we should, we yes. should always be happy when teams spend money to, to bring guys in to help them compete. I, I'm yeah. just shocked by it. Like, that that was not the... no. I I don't know what I was thinking, but it wasn't five for 95. No, I I, I thought I thought three for a big pile. I, I was thinking, like... And that's like a win th- for him. Three for 40. And it's like, wow. Like, I was way off yeah. on... On what he was going to get. Well, what did Hendricks get a couple years ago? It was three for forty-five, right? Is is that what he got from the White Sox? I think that's right. So it, it's some three, you know, fifteen a pop. So if you told me three for fifty, three for fifty-five for Hater, I would have bought that. But ninety-five is a pile. I, I heard you guys talking to Lee Bay, the the architecture critic. Um, the renderings are here, right? You saw those renderings. I have not. Mm-mm. Yeah, they they got leaked by somebody who was not supposed to leak them. Uh oh. Yeah, they- and NBC Sports Chicago had them in their story. It was like someone on Reddit leaked leaked some White Sox. Was it Wet Butt Twenty Three? It, it wasn't, but it was something similar. The renderings are fascinating because home plate is shown on the southwest corner of the property on the river's edge, meaning that the entire seating bowl behind home plate for the stadium would look right downtown and see the entire skyline there, but it means no kayaks for home runs. Those home runs would go into... No one was doing that. In no, I no, was no. hoping! Because for, it's a river. There's a current in the river. So you couldn't People kayak sit. on that river every I day. I know, but if you're waiting for a home run, you'd have to be like back paddling just to stay stationary. It, you can't just lounge there. You'd float away. It's... it's You'd 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 anchor. You'd anchor and then pick up anchor. They'd figure out a way, Bernie. Hey, that would be like playing cello in a marching band. <laughs> you just get up, you move the chair, and then you sit down again. You bow for four seconds. Speech's new podcast is Move the Chains, but it's specifically for the anchors of people who are going to kayak to White Sox. But he's clearly a very experienced uh. kayaker with all of their anchoring. <laughs> all the anchoring yeah. that they Hold an anchor? Yeah, they always suggest that in current, you should anchor a kayak. Famously. (laughs) Come on, there'd be like a boat out there that's anchored, and kayakers would be hanging onto that boat. I don't know. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. But also, Wells Wentworth that we were talking about yesterday, that connector that needs to get completed, in the renderings, it bends around the stadium. Like, that's your stadium drive. 
is Wells the Wells Wentworth connector? I was thinking about some of the things that they might be able to do and some of the stuff that's happened around the Obama library like that, where 63rd Street does exactly that, where they took Cornell and 63rd Street and they've they've kind of blended them Mm -hmm. so that it it kind of works around what was like a, a spot that was clearly like a a, a corner that hit each other. Yeah. And now it works almost seamlessly to take you back towards Lakeshore Drive. So I think that's kind of where they would go to make this work. But there's still a lot of there's a lot of things that would have to happen. I, I want to take you over, you and me, and a shovel, Lawrence. Let's go over there and just start digging and see what we find. I think that we could have a nice little lunch over at Ping Tom Park. We go walk around there. It's, lo- it's lovely. Go to Lawrence's Fish and Shrimp. Uh-huh. Go on over there afterwards, it's and your, we're good. It's your spot. I'm in. We will pick games against the spread against our children today at 340. Uh, Dan Wiederer at 4 o'clock. Caleb Williams' is high school coach, Randy Trivers, at 430, who is still in touch with him uh, regularly. We, we know he will be positive, but we're thinking there's going to be some pretty interesting stuff that comes out of this uh, as well. Plenty of football to get you ready for the weekend as well. Have Jeff. a great show, boys. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you on Monday. Tanny's Open kicks us off. Parker's the Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.